1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by Caesar Ibarra, VP of Policy for Freedom FreedomWorks. Uh, and it was a great chat. I, I had a good time talking to Caesar. I think you guys will like it. Uh, we discussed the Biden regime attempting to redefine the word recession. Uh, We talked about the exodus of Hispanic Americans from the Democratic Party, and uh, we we talked about the CHIPS Act, the new corporate welfare program for the semiconductor industry, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. I think you guys will like it. Before we get to Caesar, if you haven't already, guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a couple seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I really appreciate it. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Caesar Ibarra. All right, guys, we're here with Cesar Ibarra, vice president of policy for FreedomWorks. Caesar, thanks for taking the time, man. How you doing?
0: Hey, great to be on. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. So the, the big news this morning, um, the Biden regime is bracing for the impact of this week's economic news, um, and it, it, we're going to get a lot of economic news this week. Uh, the, the, the thing is, we are in a recession. We've been in a recession for months. Uh, the official recognized definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters with negative GDP growth. Thursday's report will almost certainly confirm uh, two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Um, so the White House is attempting to change the definition of a recession. <laughs> um, they, they put out a statement yesterday afternoon saying that, you know, even if we—I'm paraphrasing, obviously— even if we do have two quarters of negative growth, that doesn't mean we're in a recession. They roll out Janet Yellen yesterday on the Sunday shows to claim that that we're not in a, in a recession. <sighs> Look, man, I mean, you, you almost have to admire their commitment to disinformation. But <laughs> aside from Jen Rubin, you know, maybe a few writers at The New York Times, I, I don't think anybody's going to buy this.
0: Yeah, it, you know, they are they are presenting to the American people two different realities, the one for the elite and the Democrats. You know, the elite, they're not being hit by inflation because they can afford to live with high inflation prices. But however, President Biden claims to be a president for the middle class, yet he's gaslighting them with the reality of the economy. And, this, you know, at some point I think they're doing this because they know that they're going to get crushed in the midterm elections. So at this point they're just mailing it in and, and just – they're going to try to lie their way through 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 the this economic disaster, and you know they did it during COVID. Uh, you know, so if they got it done during COVID, they're going to say, yeah, we can get away with it again. And you know, I, I hope uh, all of the Patriots listening learned a lesson from COVID, and we can no longer take the gaslighting from our government anymore. I think we needed COVID was where the line was drawn, and you know, I think we need to be all hands on deck and calling out the disinformation from the Biden administration.
1: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head too. That if you're wealthy, you are insulated from inflation, and, and not even wealthy—you have to be pretty, you know, extraordinarily wealthy um, to, to not be affected by these levels of inflation. Um, yeah, people
0: you know, you see Maryland, Virginia in in the swamp—they're going to be fine. They get to lie their way through this.
1: Right. And the journalists, obviously, covering this administration are in that group of extremely high earners. They live in a coastal elitist bubble. Um, But, you know, inflation's over nine percent. The real inflation number is somewhere in like the 15 to 18 percent range. That's based on the metrics we used to use to measure inflation before the Democrats moved the goalposts the first time to try to make themselves look better. But like, you know, Americans aren't stupid. Maybe there's there's five percent of the country who are. You just are not affected at all five ten percent by inflation, but Americans know we're in a recession. Even it was a, a Democrat congressman, I think it was Jim Clyburn or one of those guys, yeah, uh, who even admitted, it's like, yeah, when gas is five bucks a gallon, you're in a recession, and and people understand that. I mean, just personally, you know, I'm a middle class family from Ohio. You know, my utility bills have doubled in the last sure. six months. Gas and electric have doubled in the last six months. The price of gas has doubled in the last six months. I just don't you know, they can lie their way out of uh, a lot, you know, you know and we've lie. seen it, but I just don't think, even with their own base, I just don't think they can spin this. Well,
0: right. well, you can only spin so much, right? Because here's what doesn't lie is your bank account, right? So my sister, she lives out in California. She drives 45 minutes to work every day. Guess what? That's already yeah that's, that's already paying a lot of gas you know and driving 45 minutes back and forth each day now double that right she's making less on her, on, on her paycheck because of the high gas prices so again you know you that's and, and she's not the only case uh, right it's it's millions of Americans going through the, the, facing those same problems so though are your wallet numbers don't lie and when you start seeing that you, you're paying double what you were paying you know a year ago two years ago yeah people are going to see through the lies and the spin. And these people, they've been doing this for, for over a
1: year now, but they, they, they always think that any problem they face, talking to the Biden White House, is a communications problem. They think it's a messaging issue. You know, they, that's why they, they truly believe if they just say Putin over and over, people will ignore <laughs> the fact that they've intentionally destroyed the economy. Right? Like they think if the corporate press would just propagandize on their behalf even harder right? That, that Americans w- would believe the propaganda. And this started last summer. Uh, well, it started, you know, day one in office, but it really ramped up last summer with Afghanistan. Um, you know, they, they they blamed the American people's reaction to the Afghanistan withdrawal on, like, the press. They they blamed the messaging. Like, no, no, no. People were unhappy because first you got a whole bunch of Marines killed, and then you drone bombed an innocent family, okay? It's not right. the messaging, it's the war crimes, okay? You, you slaughtered Children. That's well, what I have a first, problem with. Not the not the messenger.
0: Well, and the first the first step to solving any problem is admitting that there is a problem. And the Biden administration seems to not be able to do that. And that's why I don't see Uh, the Biden administration doing anything to solve our problems because they do not accept that they have a huge economic disaster in their hands and, you know, they're just going to perpetuate the problem by lying their way through it, by trying to grow government, by trying to spend more money that we don't have, by doing all of these things, you know, now they're they're trying to entertain this whole modern monetary theory and whatnot. So this is the stuff that we got to be watching out for is the, the growth of government uh, that is going to be the demise of our country eventually.
1: And it is. I know people throw around the word uh, Orwellian way too much. A lot of people that use that word don't sure. have never read or- Orwell. But it, it, the fact that they keep immediately pivoting to this Orwellian dystopian strategy of just changing the language is really creepy. I mean, it, like, it, you know, not to you know, not to be oversimplistic, but it does creep me out that they think they can just. Uh, Well, we can spin our way out of this by just changing the definition of a recession
0: as well. What's that? Didn't they do it with the vaccine as well, where the CDC changed the definition of the vaccine like three times to (laughs) accommodate for the COVID-19 vaccine? Right. Like that's wild. And again, this is the if you Google define disinformation, that is exactly what this government is doing. And, you know, they're just gaslighting us.
1: And I get that it's gonna work on the Democratic base. Like each each party has a base of like, you know, twenty five percent maybe of the country um, who just will go along with anything. I mean, like the 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 journo class, the the right. hardcore, the the people with vagina hats marching and, and trying you know trying to kill Brett Kavanaugh, and people like that. Like yeah, they'll just buy whatever propaganda comes out of the White House. And on the right, I mean, there's like, Trump Trump was right when he said he could shoot. Somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and he wouldn't lose any support. Yeah, there's like 25 percent of the country who would just vote like Republican no matter what, too. Sure, but like it's just not. It, you can't just change language; it doesn't matter. And and Clyburn was right. Like it's if you're paying five bucks a gallon for gas, you're in a recession. Everybody understands that. You don't need an economics degree to understand we no. were in a recession. You don't. I mean, please do go read uh, Mises and Hayek and Rothbard and all those guys. But you don't need to have read The Austrian Economist to know what's going on right now. I just don't When, it, when At least when it comes to the midterms, it's not going to work. You can't you can't just change the language. You can't you can't go try to no. change the history books. It's just not going to work. It's desperate. It's just desperation.
0: Yeah, I think I think the voters will see through it. I mean, there's there's nothing that's going to change. I think the the GDP numbers are going to get worse. I think this consumer price index is going to get worse. So, you know, at some point the voters are going to speak through their vote, not through their, you know, otherwise public opinion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you wrote a, a piece for uh, Real Clear Politics back in December about how <clears throat> the GOP can go about flipping the Hispanic vote. Um, And then conveniently for you, the the Democrats are more than happy um, to start turning Hispanics into Republicans all on their own. Um, There's been a series of polls this summer uh, that have shown uh, lower support for Joe Biden among Hispanics than among whites, Um, which if if that's even remotely close to true? I mean, it, it doesn't seem like these polls are outliers since they're all showing similar data, but if that's even remotely close to true, it means the Democrats essentially have no chance in these midterms. And, and I have some thoughts as well, but uh, in your opinion, what are the main factors driving the, the exodus of Hispanic Americans from the Democratic Party?
0: Yeah, well, we, we just spent a, a bunch of minutes talking about the economy, but again, the economy is not, uh, it doesn't only affect a certain, I mean, we talked about how the, the, the u- uber wealthy rich are insulated from from the recession, but again, if you it, it it's every common day, folks. Hispanics, whites, blacks, Asians, pick your pick your race, ethnicity. They're all suffering from 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 Joe Biden's inflation. So yeah, I mean, the economy is the number one issue, top of mind. You look at safe communities, right? You look at what's happening in Texas with the insecurity that is being perpetuated by uh, the Biden administration's lack of enforcement of immigration and border security laws, right? People there are feeling unsafe. Uh, By what's happening. So, that is becoming a big driving factor of them shifting over to the Republican side and also the state of education, right? You know, people do not want social engineering education. They want their kids to learn STEM, not about woke ideology. And whatever your views may be on woke ideology, it should not be in government schools. Like, government schools should be promoting the STEM. Uh, not all this other woke crap. So you take those three issues and you see what the Democrats are for and you see what the Republicans are for. Any person with common sense is going to side with the Republicans. And you're starting to see that primarily with the Hispanic community.
1: And I have to imagine that the culture war stuff matters too. And you know, I, 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 I get accused of not talking about the culture war issues as much as I should. And that's probably true because I, re- I like talking about like policy and And stuff, you know, big picture stuff. But it is important. And, you know, even though historically Hispanic Americans have voted Democrat, you know, in high numbers with with exceptions, you know, the Cuban immigrants, Venezuelan immigrants. And if you immigrate from from a communist country, uh, you you obviously tend to vote Republican. But I mean, Hispanic Americans are a lot more socially conservative than white Democrats are. You know, Definitely, you
0: know. yeah. Every, every time, I always like to test run this because you know a lot of my my my, my family friends. They're you know, I grew up in San Diego, um, so they're all out there. But they're they they don't do politics. They don't you know they'll read whatever's on 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 the Wall Street Journal or New York Times, right? They don't really care about what's happening the blow by blow of politics. But when you show them what the Democrats and what the woke movement is doing, they're like, yeah, I don't agree with that, and whoever is doing that is wrong. So. So yeah, I start testing out these woke cultures, whether it's on on, on in the stuff that's going on in the classrooms, stuff that's going on in corporate America, uh, you know, in 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 the uh, major leagues of sports, all of these things that are pushing woke ideology in our you know American culture. Yeah, they don't agree with it. So when we start associating those woke cultures with the Democrat Party. I think that's another big factor of why you're starting to see a whole bunch of people questioning why they're Democrat and why is it that Republicans are so right on common sense issues.
1: And I think you're right, too, that the, the government school issues are a real killer for the Democrats. And you
0: saw this even with white
1: voters in Virginia uh, last fall uh, yeah. when, when Glenn Youngkin flipped the state. You, know, you even saw white liberal Democrat parents saying, uh, n- no, <laughs> you know, we're not done with the critical race theory stuff. Uh, right. You know, you saw that they, they sick the FBI on, on parents at school yeah. board meetings. And it's like it, the the government school stuff is just a killer for, for Democrats. It, it's like because it's I, indefensible. It's it indefensible. Is. It is. It is. just I, straight I, up I, is it's you know, and it's, and, it's common sense, too. I mean, like Catholic, yeah, Catholic yeah, don't, parents don't want these radicals politically grooming their children. They don't want drag queens in schools. I mean, this is like this is I never thought I'd be talking about this on this podcast when I started it. 5 6 years ago <laughs> about, right about how how drag queens in schools would be a political loser for the democratic party I, I didn't think we'd we'd uh you know fall apart as a society this quickly but it's like yeah man it, these socially conservative heavily catholic parents i mean hispanics have more kids you know on average than than white people do it, it's just it, the fact that the democrats couldn't see this coming is like hilarious one but it's like I mean, these people are so insulated in their coastal bubbles; they have their blinders on. They can't. I mean, of course, this would turn off Hispanic voters. It's going to affect the black vote as well eventually. Um, it, it's it's fascinating that these people never saw it coming.
0: And here's the thing: I think a lot of people, you know, it's you know, a lot of people say it's 2022, and yes, like I think a lot of people are sort of like in the live and let live kind of mentality. But when you start imposing those things on families. And in schools, like where it starts becoming very personal and you're starting to get involved in the upbringing of, of, of a certain group of people, that's where it starts getting muddy, right? And that's where you're starting to see the line being drawn. It's, hey, if you want to, you know, be transgender and and... and, and queer and all of these things, like more power to you. But when you start imposing when you want to impose that belief, I um, mean, that lifestyle in every sector and every everybody, it just doesn't work. You know, you cannot be imposing your will on other people. It just historically, that's never worked and it's not going to work in this case. That's why I think the Democrats are doing such a big mistake in in pushing, like put going all in on this woke uh, movement.
1: Yeah. Live and let live doesn't apply when you're affecting your children. That's exactly, yeah, like, what, that's I, I, exactly. I, like I'm a libertarian, man. I'm fi- like, whatever you want to do in, in your house, right. yeah, do whatever you want. Like You can be is practice whatever kind of sexual degeneracy you want. I don't care. Sure. No skin off my back. Do whatever you want. It's a free country. But if it's affecting my children. Right. Uh, that's not <laughs> my goodness.
0: That, that's how you
1: I mean, this is how you, you know. My, my goodness! Yes. This is what the Second Amendment was for, for goodness' sakes. Exactly. I mean, well, like-
0: that's exactly right. You start, you're like, you know, my my dad always said, you know, uh, what? Anytime anybody does, you'll understand when you're a parent, right? When somebody does anything to your kid, you're gonna go wild. Um, so, like, you're starting to notice this in 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 the woke culture where parents are like, hey, this is not about being Democrat or Republican. This is just wrong. Um, so this is not a Democrat or Republican issue. I think this is just a common sense. What are we doing with our society and where do we want to go as a society? And I think we need, we just got to go back to normal, right? Like I think B- Bill Maher said it, he, you know, can we go back to boring and discuss the future of Medicare and social security and these boring things, right? <laughs> but no, I mean, we're, we just gone so far from that.
1: I, yeah. I have to imagine it doesn't seem like it's Twitter's fault. Yeah, you know, and let me explain what I mean by that. <laughs> I mean, like both parties, and it's it's especially bad on the left, but the right does it too occasionally. You know, they they keep believing that their base of support or the 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 you know, the mean of public sentiment in this country is like the people that reply to their tweets, the crazy right. activists on Twitter are not. It's not real. That's not real life. You know what I mean? Like the the people that reply to AOC tweets are not actually the base of the Democratic Party. They do not want grooming of their kids. They don't want this crazy, radical communism. They don't want the woke nonsense. Like, your average person—and, I mean, on the right, you're seeing it, too. Um, you know, after, obviously, thank God, Roe v. Wade was overturned. And then you see a lot of, like, commentators on the right in the conservative Republican world, like, all right, right, let's overturn O'Bergfeld next. You know, let's outlaw gay marriage. And it's like, guys, guys— Guys, like even if even if you think that Obergefell was was a, a poorly argued case, as I do, that is a if you polled the American people, real Americans, how many, what percentage of Americans want to overturn gay marriage? It's like ten percent. Right. Exactly. It's like it's why? Like why would you go after this like it's not know, a winning ten issue. ninety issue? It's not a winning issue, and and the Democrats do that with just about everything. You know, they, right? They truly believe the people marching in the 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 gender non-specific people marching in the women's march which is <laughs> odd they should probably change the name but they think that those people are like real they think that's like the majority of the country or something and they're just i mean they're walking right into a just an electoral wood chipper, man because the, you just cannot listen like don't read the twitter comments ever but certainly don't make policy <laughs> based on the twitter comments my goodness
0: yeah Yep. Yep. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the HR state, just everything that's happening in Congress with, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion and and woke stuff and gender ideology. I mean, one of my favorite ones, well, I think Chris Rufo has been doing such a great job in, you know, uh, highlighting all of the woke stuff that's happening in corporate America. But I think it was Raytheon or Lockheed Martin who were forcing <laughs> their retired three star generals To take white sensitivity classes. Now think about this. These are people who oversaw major military operations over the last 20 years. Now they're being forced by our top defense contractors to take white sensitivity classes. Like what is going on here? These guys are making, you know, weapons meant to kill our enemy in a smooth fashion. And you know, or a disastrous fashion and they're being taught all this woke crap. I mean, I, the, like the, the military industrial complex, I always tell people they got to be reined in not only for what they're doing, um, you know, with their weapons, but also with the woke stuff that they're imposing on their on their uh, employees.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think the the starving children being bombed in Yemen care if they're being killed by a gay bomb or a straight bomb. <laughs> I think well, they just want the bombs to stop.
0: Things, but, you know, does that affect their ESG ratings? I assume not, right?
1: Goodness. Yeah. I mean, did you see uh, over this weekend, I read a piece, I forget where from, but uh, it was well sourced saying that by the end of the year, the, the military is going to be 20 you know, percent, you know, under their their goals for recruitment and yeah. stuff like that. Though well, I wonder why. I mean, it
0: sure it well, sure well, is a
1: mystery. Well, you know?
0: it's, and it's the vaccine mandate as well. Right. I mean, one of my one of my colleagues. Right. This is a healthy 19 year old kid just joined he was not vaccinated he just joined the national guard and had to get vaccinated i mean this is this is a young guy total stud who wants to serve the military and he's being forced to take the vaccine which is not even good for protecting against the current variant and like all of these things are are are, uh are having you know patriot patriotic americans second guess whether they want to go and serve uh under this current commander in chief
1: i mean i'd have to imagine. I mean it's not coming from Biden, the man's brain is applesauce, and he's you know he's not he's not the man behind the steering wheel right now, but you almost have to imagine with the military that they want they would prefer to turn the u s military into like a leftist woke you know kind of organization you you'd think you know from the Democrats' perspective it might be advantageous to uh you know steer Republicans away from military service,
0: yeah, yeah, so. Brady, we just have to get the American people, you know, we got to continue raising awareness about this because, you know, if if this woke culture is now affecting our military, then um, I don't know where we go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So before I let you go, we have to mention this. Congress is going all in on uh, a new corporate welfare program for the semiconductor industry. It's called the CHIPS Act. Um, Can you explain to us where Congress is with that right now and why this is such a bad idea?
0: It's here's so here's the here's the problem that they're trying to fix. Republicans are very con- like just Congress is very concerned that China uh, has the upper hand on us on this on semiconductors manufacturing. Semiconductors are used for uh you know they, they go on our, it's what makes our phones connect to to our cars. It's what makes our, our toaster connect to your fridge. It's all of these things that make the Internet of Things work. So you know, with COVID, all of, a lot of our supply chains were exposed. They, there, there was a lot of chip shortages. Um, so what 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 Congress wants to do now is they want to subsidize semiconductor manufacturing in um, in America, a la China. So what China does is they have state subsidized industries, and that's essentially what we're getting closer to. Like we, if we, what we're saying is. For us to compete with China, we have to be more like China. We have to tax the American people more in order to pay for these jobs that ostensibly are meant to pay for China, to compete with China. And the reality is, this bill is not gonna move us an inch closer to competition with China in the semiconductors industry. If we want to compete with China in the semiconductors industry, why don't we get rid of all of the tax laws that drove businesses offshore in the first place? Why don't we get rid of all the crazy environmental laws, the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act, the Endangered Species Act, all of these crazy mining laws that make it harder for Americans to manufacture in America. That's what we have to go against. We should not be subsidizing these industries. They don't need it. Intel doesn't need $52 billion. Micron doesn't need $52 billion. They don't need that. They can already do this on their own. And what this legislation is doing is setting up a long-term dependence Uh, On government. These industries are going, what you're going to see is the beginning of industry dependence on government. And that's exactly what conservatives and libertarians should be fighting about. I mean, we we were against government growth and it seems like now we're pro-government growth. So we got to draw the line here. Like we cannot say national security and we cannot scream national security as a means to subsidize everything. At some point, uh, our spending will become our biggest national security threat.
1: Yeah. um, And also when when anytime there's these corporate subsidies, the government's essentially picking winners and losers because they're picking which companies are are getting the subsidies themselves, which drives down competition, which drives costs up, which hinders growth and production in the future. I mean, it's just it's just an ass backwards way to handle any of this. And but but they the the semiconductor shortage is real. I mean, my father in law works at Chrysler. uh, Yeah. And uh, up up by Detroit and, and, you know. They, uh, they shut down the entire factory for weeks, sometimes months at a time because they can't get any semiconductor. So, I mean, it is real, and they're going to use that fear. They're going to use examples like that. See, see, this is why government must do something, do something, do something. It's always do something. How about do nothing? How about it's get important. out of the way and let the industry fix
0: itself? It, I just want to say it's important to note that it was – government imposed sanctions like during COVID that caused the shortage in the first place. So let's not forget that it was the COVID restrictions on the global supply chain that caused all of this to happen, right? They they, they politicized the virus to shut down an economy. And it's why you saw all of these uh, supply chains become vulnerable. So, you know, I always like to, while, while our supply chains were, were exposed, we got to remember that it was the government who broke them in the first place. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. I know you got to get out of here, Caesar. Thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again soon.
0: Uh, before we let you go, where can everybody uh, follow you online?
1: Uh, and yep. Where can everybody check out FreedomWorks?
0: Yeah, FreedomWorks. dot org. I would I would go there and check our scorecard and see how your member of Congress is voting. Um, you know, we we measure our votes by uh, by how members vote, whether they vote for freedom or not. It's pretty straightforward. So go check out their scores and follow us on Twitter. We have a very uh, humorous and and, and lively. Uh, content. So make sure to follow us on Twitter at FreedomWorks and Instagram, Facebook. um, Go follow us.
1: Everybody check out FreedomWorks.org. Everybody follow Caesar. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.